1: And together they are... Oh my god. Don't read it out loud. Don't read it out loud. Gay of Dark So I watched a movie this week. Just the one? I mean, um, obviously, we're going to do an episode. No, I mean, I've been a movie-watching fool lately. I haven't done anything else. I've just turtled up.
0: (laughs) Um... Uh, <laughs> That's shockingly erotic sounding
1: <laughs> Thank you That's how it was intended to sound
0: oh, Wonderful
1: um, No, I've just been watching a lot of movies and stuff lately
0: Have you been horror-hounding it, man?
1: I have, Ooh. dude <laughs> Yeah, <brah. laughs> Uh Yeah, so I watched a movie that I had heard good things about Uh, Well, I watched several movies that I had heard good things about, but one in particular, I don't... Well, it was just, I don't know, it was late, and I was like, well, why not? And so I watched Ouija, Origin of Evil. Oh, no! (laughs) Or, as it should be called, Ouija, Computer Face of Evil. (laughs) I mean, it had some moments that I enjoyed. Right? Uh.
0: You voluntarily flanaganed yourself.
1: I did, which, I mean, I had heard people say that it's good. I think
0: I said that last time I talked about it.
1: Yeah, you've said it a few times.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm
1: not, I won't be pressing charges. But (laughs) I will say, boy, oh boy. (laughs) 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 Like. It just turned into computer face. And it's just it's like less is more kind sir. Mm-hmm.
0: So. It got real dumb. It gets so that's okay. I saw this movie in the theater. Um, I thought, hey, that last one looked real bad. I never saw the the first one with Lin Shea and that and that actress from Bates Motel that I like, whose name I can't remember. And and I was like, "Oh, this is much better than a Ouija movie sequel should probably be." I felt,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's how it got evaluated. Was like, "This is a good movie because it's better than it should be. It's better than awful." <laughs> <laughs> so I I remember really liking it, and then I rewatched it um, early on in October's beginning of spooky season, and I was like, "You know, I still like the beginning and like the kind of the the core characters." And the idea of this, like this grifter family of spiritualist grifters, um, in the '60s or was it the '60s or '70s? '60s, I think it was 60s late '60s. Yeah, yeah, late '60s. And so I was here for that, but then as it went on, I, I felt exactly the same, and I was like, I don't, my the Tower of Flanagan is just crumbling for me.
1: <laughs> he definitely has some hallmarks. Yes. But I mean, and so does pretty much every director who has a a vision, let's say. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I don't know that his hallmarks appeal to me necessarily. Yeah. Um, Ouija boards, I will admit, I think it's because of the, that seeing The Exorcist at a formative age. I don't think one should fuck with Ouija boards, personally. <gasps> even though they sure are, are just like... They're just Parker Brothers things, and if you were like, "Hey, I got a Ouija board," I'd be like, "All right, whatever, fine." But also, there is a part of me that's like Captain Howdy. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you wouldn't. You would do. It. You would. You would place the the index finger on the planchette.
1: I would do it because you know I don't want people to think I'm not cool. <laughs> uh, so so <laughs> any more than they already do.
0: So you are saying. You you don't um, support the practice, and you personally, like, by yourself would not do it.
1: I wouldn't do it alone, no.
0: But you would do it... Well, you can't do it alone and never in a graveyard, Stacy. But That's you right. would do it in a group setting.
1: Yeah, and I would be inclined to believe whatever's happening is happening because that's just how i am also (laughs) you're the
0: one that like cries and pees yourself i would
1: probably be crying by the end of the night (laughs) absolutely
0: but imagine the glory where uh because you're the believer then you're the one that gets you get witch boarded and then you're full tawny katane like walking down the hallway in slow motion with like your the fan blowing your demon hair in the background
1: Now, see, that's what I would want. What would I get? I would probably end up with a computer face.
0: (laughs) It's just superimposed on permanently.
1: Just a long mouth. What was that mouth? There's always the long mouth. And it's, I mean, granted, this is a a thing in possession cinema. Uh, Is like, how does that happen to the body? It can't happen to the body because that person would be dead. You know, like, everybody's like, oh my god, Reagan's head turned all the way around. She would die from that. Yeah, her (laughs)
0: spinal cord would sever.
1: Yeah, so I guess we just have to accept it. But, I mean, the long computer mouth. It 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 just, the first time we all saw it in, like, 1999, okay. I'll give you one long computer mouth per film. (laughs) <laughs> you can't keep you can't keep going back to that well
0: there's a quota what was the first long computer mouth i can only think of like when i think of long computer mouths i think of i guess deborah logan yeah i don't know if it was a long
1: computer mouth or a black computer mouth oh,
0: okay they are related but
1: but they are related closely related the first one i can think of is that movie dead birds oh dead birds. i never
0: saw that one
1: I actually really liked that one. And that's the first time I recall seeing that computer ghost face. And it was very effective because we'd never seen it before. Yeah. I remember that movie being good. It probably isn't.
0: Well, that's the, it was like a sort of a Western with Ryan Quantin from True Blood.
1: Yeah. And Henry Thomas from Ouija Origin of Evil.
0: Oh no. I can't with him anymore. Thanks to Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Once you see him playing Jack Torrance. In Doctor Sleep, I'm sorry. Once you see him playing Jack Nicholson, it's just—I
1: <laughs> it just don't know. See. Mike Flanagan is corny. He is. He's real corny, which is fine. But
0: you called him the um, the hallmark of horror, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're absolutely yeah.
0: right. Yeah,
1: and that's fine. It clearly appeals to a lot of people, but
0: uh, I don't know in my mind i still think i like even though i don't like the ending i still think i like absentia and hush and i like gerald's game because um um her name
1: carla Gugino.
0: thank you carla Gugino is everything but even even gerald's game goes full corn at the end when she's like and that's how i got my life back and became a domestic violence counselor.
1: <laughs> it all feels like some straight, and I don't know his personal history, but it's very concerned with family and the recovery process, I feel. Yes. And that's fine if he's got personal things he needs to work out. I do say, what's with the obsession with lesbians, Mike Flanagan? Uh, <sighs> because there are a lot of straight men who, to put gay characters in their films or whatever, will put lesbians in, Mm -hmm. and it's adjacent to the stereotypical straight dude who's obsessed with lesbian because he wants to watch them fuck. It's like a different kind of fetish and obsession, and I think it's because they just see themselves as being analogous to lesbians. Yes. They wouldn't be able to relate to a gay man, so they don't write gay men into their things. Mm -hmm. But they could relate to lesbians because lesbians have sex with women.
0: Well, that's why, as far as I can tell, I don't think there's a single gay gay man or anything like that in any of the Flanagan properties.
1: Yeah. It's
0: always a lesbian. It's usually Kate Siegel, his mm-hmm. wife. Uh, in Midnight Mass, it's Annabeth Gish. I mean, she's the only good part. But uh, besides Alex Esso's, it's spectacular age makeup. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the,
1: and, b- I, the Bly Manor or whatever it's Bly like
0: Manor it. that happens, yeah. and it, and it's very much like well. Look in Haunting of Hill House and look at lesbian character Theo, as portrayed by his wife, who suddenly is making out with this dude for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Mm, I wonder if it's if you want to be the one getting with the lesbian Mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan. This came up in a I did a queer horror class for Seattle International Film Festival this last week. And this this exact conversation came up and I started comparing uh, Mike Flanagan and Lucky McKee in that same respect. Mm. And I was like, something about Lucky McKee feels slightly different. Like, he's still, it's still like that exploitive kind of just straight man obsessed with lesbians. But I don't know, his lesbians at least feel more like characters than just objects of Mike Flanagan's desire. I don't know what the difference is, but it's weird.
1: Well, his, I think, I think Lucky McKee's lesbians are allowed to be fucked up people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Versus they're kind of, for Flanagan, they're sort of golden gods, except when they make out with men for no reason it's very strange
1: and she can't doesn't want to touch anybody <laughs> <laughs> that's why she has the hand gloves yeah
0: it's very strange i don't know what to do with that and uh, yeah and the, the recovery thing i I don't, I don't know i'm i know that's important but i'm sure it's important in the saga of his life i saw that he became sober after, like, in 2018 after he got with Kate Siegel after he divorced his wife of a long time. Um, And, I mean, that's showed up in all of his movies since, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like that story, it shows up in every single thing he does, and I'm just not... That combined with the country music, combined with the (laughs) golden sunlight spilling into the room. I'm not against golden sunlight spilling into a room in a horror movie. I love the films of Mario Sato, but... It's just different. I don't know. That's the other thing, too. I realized, Stacy, that all he does is remix Stephen King. He does this in Midnight Mass. It's just Salem's Lot, but with like, you know, oh, Christianity Christianity's evil. Well, yeah, we already knew that. And what story also said that in this very similar cult fashion? Uh, the Mist, also by <laughs> Stephen King. I was thinking about it, d- it didn't even hit me until recently that his take on Hill House which I initially liked when I first saw it. It's like literally, it's Shirley Jackson drag, but applied to Stephen King's It. It's just It, but a haunted house. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, you triggered something in me. I'm so,
1: well, that's fine. It triggered something in me when I saw the end credits. And it was like, obviously, Mike Flanagan. And then I saw the names Brad Fuller, Andrew Form, Michael Bay. Jason Blum, (gasps) this is a Blumhouse Platinum Dunes project. And I just thought, like, that's fine, whatever. But also it feels like there are five people total who are the ones making horror happen. And they Mm -hmm. might allow different directors and writers to do these things. But there's, like, a very limited number of straight dudes who are like pulling all of the purse strings in the mainstream horror industry and i hate it
0: yes i hate yeah, it and that's that's why horror is shaped the way that it's shaped right now
1: i would have said straight white dudes but i think jordan peele is getting to that level also which is good mm-hmm. to have a person of color at least like in a
0: position mm-hmm. of big
1: power but it's like it's still a very narrow band of people who are giving the okay to mainstream horror movies.
0: Yes, yeah, and that, I mean, thats the thing—is like when you when you list off those names, they're all men. That's so com- that's still so common in horror television and horror movies. It's just you're only seeing men's names there. I guess at least with Jordan Peele, like one of, on one of his first really big produ- producing projects with Candyman. At least he was like, we need a woman to make
2: this.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's the one, the only one who gives me hope because I feel like he will hire other minorities, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Give them opportunities, but...
0: And I mean, I think what you said there is absolutely correct, too. Uh, the, cho- the word choice, that they allow certain people to make these films. Because it is about allowing uh there's an aspect of um perhaps gatekeeping to the oh, to the wow. horror scene in terms of who gets to make and tell what stories and if you look okay so why why are we only seeing movies called Halloween called Candyman, called Scream <laughs> that are retreads of things that happened 20 30 years ago and they're all coming from the same five people just like you said
1: and hmm. I don't know. just interesting i guess i don't know it's just everybody it's like we're Horror has evolved in some ways, but it's like the mainstream stuff is still Platinum Dunes era. It's just better quality now, I think, but it's still got that same kind of vibe to it. Like, it's all very, Mm I don't know, palatable.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Why why do we always have to be Debbie Downer complainers, Anthony? Because we're gay. Because,
0: because we're gay, we're the Statler <laughs> and Waldorf of horror, <laughs> yeah. queer feminist horror podcasts. It's true. Everyone knows this. <laughs> There's no debating that. <laughs> I know. Why can't we just like things? Did you watch anything that did spark joy? Oh,
1: sure. I watched The Night House. <gasps> you gotta see it? I got the sl- Well, it's uh, available for rental on streaming platforms. Oh, so I didn't know! I rented it. I really enjoyed that one. I think it's one I'm going to have to see again. Uh, Rebecca Hall is one of my favorites anyway, and she is fucking phenomenal in it.
0: Really? Oh. I love her. If, you, oh, have, if you haven't
1: seen Christine, I suggest you watch Christine. It's a big downer. Duh. But she's amazing. She's such a good actress.
0: That's the terrible, awful true story of that poor journalist.
1: That's the one.
0: Sounds like fun.
1: Yeah, it's a really tough watch, but if you enjoy actresses, actressing, yeah, boy oh boy, she's always one of the best. So I thought *Nighthouse* was fucking fantastic.
0: Was it scary?
1: It had its moments. Okay. It definitely had some scary moments, but it was just a good movie.
0: Oh, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Isn't that nice
0: to watch a good movie?
1: <laughs> it was really nice. I, oh. I was like, oh, this movie feels very adult, you know? Yeah. It's dealing with adult things and the actresses are women. You know, like, just, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm just too old for, like, Fear Street.
0: No, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's
1: fine. Like, I mean, horror, especially slashers and stuff, is aimed at a teen audience, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just not super interested. I guess
0: that's uh, you know I'm going in a pl- path right now where I don't even care about plot anymore. I'm like <laughs> I, I just want vibes
1: yeah vibes are great
0: just give me the fucking john dillman of horror films like i just yeah. i want to sit there for four hours and just watch someone walk around a room and just i just want to vibe on it like when yeah. i saw lamb i was like cut off the beginning and the ending and just give me the this people hanging out with the goat baby right i'm lamb i guess yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
0: guess it's a lamb baby yeah just give yeah. me that, man. Just give me vibes. Yeah. I don't need I don't need to see Fear Street lesbian and hear hear Radiohead playing and say, Oh, it's the nineties
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's just I'm not I'm not the first of all, I'm not the target audience, even though I am a horror fan. It doesn't mean you're the target audience of every fucking horror movie that comes out. And I just it's think, I think it's okay to accept that and to just say, This is not what I'm interested in. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can be better for it, you know? Just because it's horror doesn't mean you have to like everything.
1: That's right.
0: And that's why I that's why I like nothing.
1: Exactly. That's why we're Stadler and Waldorf. <laughs> no, I love yeah. The Night House. I also watched The Medium. Oh, the, on Shudder! On Shutter. How was it? Great 90%. Disappointing and 10%, I felt, because... First of all, the whole thing is found footage, but the end really devolves into found footage nonsense, if you know what I mean, and I thought that was a letdown after the 90% I had just
0: watched. Oh, no, really?
1: I do recommend it, but just going in. I mean, it's no The Wailing, obviously, but yeah, uh, the first 90% is fucking great.
0: I mean, that's all I need to hear, and let's be real... Asian film footage
1: yeah
0: I, like I'm there 90% good I'm absolutely there
1: yeah so it was a vibe and then it's like wait why are you just doing all of these things that other movies have done a million times yeah oh so it is also another one that I think would reward repeat viewings um which is fine I would watch it again
0: okay okay that's good to know I mean that's like, with with hollow hollowed, ha, ha, Village what was it called?
1: The Howling Village.
0: Howling Village. Thank you. With the Howling Village, like just the found footage opening scene, I was like I I'm I'm I wanted to love the entire movie, I mean, just for that scene alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I think so medium sounds great then if it, if I get 90% of that. That sounds great.
1: Yes. Oh, I mean, the whole thing is found footage. It's just kind of like, oh, I've seen all of these are standard found footage beats that are coming at one point. Yeah. And it's like, you're better than this, the medium. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, I, I do absolutely recommend it, though. It just didn't, like, early reviews were like, it's gonna fucking blow your head off. It's so scary. <laughs> and I don't think it ever scared me that much. Uh, but I very much enjoyed it. So
0: That's great.
1: So there you go. So rather than do a full episode on any of those movies. uh,
0: The good ones.
1: The good ones. Why not do an episode on the 2006 (laughs) uh, opus? Thank you. Stay alive! Oh, I'm just so happy to
0: hear those words (laughs) spoken into existence.
1: Yeah. Listen, I've written about this movie in a few places. I went to the, I saw this at the theaters. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: Sure did. Probably opening (laughs) night. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Anthony has long wanted to do an episode on this movie.
0: I have been begging.
1: Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't know, man. I've written about it a few times. What else is there to say? And then our friend Alex West over at the Faculty of Horror. If you don't listen to Faculty of Horror, what are you doing with your for life? Real? Like, really? Uh, she watched it and tagged me in a post because she was like, "I think you'd like this," and I'm like, "I think I'd love it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't know. That just got my stay alive boner raging (laughs) so then I took that boner and I said Anthony I'm about to make all your dreams come true
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is exactly what happened
1: yeah I said how should we should do an episode of stay alive huh and you were like yeah and so that's the story of why we're here today thank you
0: it was a beautiful TED talk
1: Thank you. I know that people love to hear the process as to how we decide on uh, what movie we're going to do. Yeah. So, and watching Stay Alive last night, I have to say, I don't regret it for a moment.
2: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: It is so stupid. (laughs) It's terrible. It is one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen in my whole life. But it is so committed to its own stupidity. Yeah. Everybody takes it so seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It really is a lot of fun. It breezes by under 90 minutes. Bless you, Elizabeth Bathory, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She got the note. Uh, I mean, 2006, rated PG-13, are you kidding me? This was the time when girls had body karate, okay? Wait. They say that in the movie. (laughs) She's got body karate. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Did they know? It's weird because some things are so accurate and some things are so how do you do fellow kids that it's just like. (laughs) (laughs) Listen,
0: these are the coolest. They said we are going to assemble a Burger King Kids Club (laughs) of the coolest team. Instead of instead of Kid Vid, we're going to have Swink.
1: We have Swink and October. And Phineas. And Phineas and Hutch. These are all very real names that people have.
0: Of very real people who absolutely, in a, in, in a not at all stranger than the breakfast club configuration of individuals, <laughs> yeah. for some reason all are friends with each other and hang out. Mm-hmm. Although in no universe would this ever happen.
1: You have Frankie Muniz. Muniz. Munez. I always want to put a tilde over the N in his name, but I guess there isn't one, is there? Oh no,
0: but 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 it would be fun if there were.
1: It. Oh my god, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would never stop saying it. My lover would say, "Who is Muniz, and why do you keep calling out that name?" I so said, listen. Have you ever seen the 2006 film *Stay Alive*? Where are you going? Yeah, because you don't understand. <laughs> oh, lost another one.
0: Out the door.
1: Anyway, you have Frankie Muniz. Muniz, right? Is that what you say? Just keep going. <laughs> Okay, well, he shows up in his uh, plastic visor. He's wearing it upside down and to the side, so you know he's a gamer. (laughs) That's that's the only way we know. Why is that visor on his head like that? Uh, I don't know. He's a nerd.
0: He's a nerd. You you know that because he's the short one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so look. In the movie Stay Alive... There's a game called Stay Alive, okay?
0: Oh, for Jason Lee in it.
1: Try to keep it straight. This is like Inception.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's a game within a movie within a thing.
1: It's a game within a movie, period. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) As someone right away says, this Stay Alive is the sickest shit since Fatal Frame. And you know that they are not talking about the thoughtful, beautiful 2014 film. First of all, because 2014 hadn't been invented yet. Oh! But also because uh, they would never watch that movie, probably. Or if they no. did, they would hate it.
0: No, they, they would. They would. They would say there's nothing sick about this.
1: Yeah. So you play this game, and it's it's an MMO, which for our non gamers out there. <laughs> that's uh an online game
0: <laughs> the mountain of... dew is just wafting off of you
1: right now it's mountain dew it's axe body spray okay. it's
0: your visor
1: it's visor it's pee pee because i'm dipped up because i'm not gonna like <laughs> take a time out to go to the bathroom when i'm when I'm in the zone, the you game zone. You can't pause
0: a MMO.
1: No, but they kept doing it throughout this movie, and I was like, you can't do that, guys. That's so great. Yeah. So uh, there's this game where you go to this plantation. Huh. Fun, right? Uh, <laughs> you go to Ani DeFranco's wedding at this plantation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Connie she... Franco's white privilege wedding.
1: Yeah, she's like, what's the problem? <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, seriously, though. You go to this plantation, and the goal is to get out of the plantation, apparently. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth Bathory is there. And she tries to kill you. And you have weapons, but you can't really do anything with the weapons. All you can do is throw roses at her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because, because you're a gay goth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and hope you don't die because if you die in the game, you die in real life. Like, the computer will come after you in real life and you will die the way you die in the game, right?
2: Oh, so cool.
1: It's fucking wild, man. It's the sickest shit since Fatal Frame. Okay? Yeah. We hear the real story of Elizabeth Bathory for sure. <laughs> uh, as October says this Elizabeth Bathory chick was sick and twisted and very real.
0: <laughs> That's how we know that this actually happened.
1: Yeah. And so instead of like it being actually Elizabeth Bathory, who's a real historical figure that you can like read about, they make up a bunch of shit and say that she actually was on a plantation in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're telling me she wasn't? <laughs> Um, So the whole point is uh, our group of Burger King Kids Club gamers have to try to, quote-unquote, stay alive while they solve the mystery of this game. They also have to avoid horse-drawn carriages that will run them over. (laughs) Because that's what Elizabeth Bathory did. She would chase people in her (laughs) horse-drawn
0: carriage. Because... Even though she needed that virginal blood to do her, her facials <laughs> and her vampire treatments and all that. Yeah. The bottom line was she just needed to kill you. So she, yes. w- she didn't care. She, she, the blood was like a benefit, a bonus perk. So she's just in that carriage ready to go at all times. She has her GPS on, she's ready to get you.
1: So they do some investigating as they get killed one by one, as they die in the game, and then real life. And they find the real Garouche Plantation. <laughs> they find the tower where, apparently, Elizabeth Bathory was walled up alive. Where she died. They have to kill her. It's so much nonsense.
0: It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It
1: doesn't make any sense. Like, when we're hearing the tale of Elizabeth Bathory, they say, like, oh, they they bricked her up inside of her tower. And so, her address is listed as... The game developer's address? And so all we can assume... Like, when she died, she said, I'll be back for my revenge when they bricked her up. And so at that point, the only thing we can assume from this movie, because the movie literally does not tell us otherwise, is that while she was bricked up, Elizabeth Bathory had to wait for video games to be invented... And then she must have taken a correspondence course with like DeVry Institute.
0: (laughs) Or Sally Jess or not Sally Sally Struthers.
1: Sally Struthers, where she learned how to make video games. She sent away and got a dev kit. She got a computer. She got all this shit.
0: And she got her associate's degree, thank you.
1: (laughs) She did in game design. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she had to wait for the internet to be invented, and then apparently in that tower they didn't show it, but it must be there. There's a server room so that all of these people can be playing this game online. She uploaded this game to the internet, and this is how she chose to get her revenge.
0: <laughs> like one does.
1: As one does. If one is, uh,. 17th century Hungarian (laughs) noblewoman
0: named Erzabeta (laughs) Batory.
1: Yeah. Uh, But unfortunately, our heroes, even though they like kill her ghost or whatever, at the end it's too late. Stay Alive is out in the world and it's a hugely popular PlayStation 2 game. It is on the cover of Game Informer magazine. (laughs) And so, from this, we can infer that Elizabeth Bathory is the most successful indie game developer of all time. <laughs> and I say this movie is fucking perfect. <laughs> Change nothing. <laughs> Change nothing.
0: I love. I, I she's up there with the greats, the great uh, horror business queens like Rhonda Johnson, right? <laughs> she really is. Similar business plan. She's just she you you buy her game and then she kills you. Mhm. Remarkably similar business plan. Love her. I'm so happy yeah. for her. She get she broke through that pixel ceiling.
1: She broke through the pixel ceiling and she broke through it very early. Like women still have a tough time in game development. Yeah. Um I mean, how many female game dev auteurs do you know? One, Elizabeth Bathory. (laughs) Two, there's really no one else. There was Jade Raymond who produced the Assassin's Creed series early on. You know her name probably, but otherwise, who is there really?
0: I can't think of literally a single person, and that is shameful.
1: Uh, You gotta give it up.
0: Truly. For
1: the 17th century Hungarian noblewoman. (laughs) Okay, she's way ahead of her time.
0: If this got a PS2 release, that meant, like, she hired uh, graphic designers to make the packaging. She, like, had to subcontract through, like, manufacturers and and committees and...
1: Elizabeth Bathory had a relationship with Sony! Yeah! If this game's coming out on PlayStation 2. Yeah. So, I mean, let's give it up. Like, sure, she killed all those young women and bathed in their blood. Whatever, it's just because she felt ugly, okay? It's just, if anything... (laughs) That is just, uh, you know, denigrating the unfair beauty standards that are applied to women. Yes. Oh no, she's aging. Mm-hmm. So, but she did great things for women in the video game industry.
0: She really did, and she did all of that while entombed in a wall. <laughs> Her as a...
1: Get a plantation.
0: And her Louisiana plantation, which has been untouched for 300 years, and she's sleeping there with her dead face on a slab. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. You say to yourself, why did they use her for this game? For this movie? Sorry. Why did they... Like, she is a historical figure, and it's like, they use her name, but nothing else. No. Why didn't they just make somebody up?
0: Well, especially the the fact that... So, New Orleans, they clearly conflated her with uh, Lullery, Madame Lullery, um, the awful serial killer that, you know, tormented and murdered her slaves, who was played by Kathy Bates in American Horror Story. They kind of mix and match those two personas, but it's like, well, why don't you just choose... If you're saying this is real and you make a point of saying, and she's real... Why not just make her Laurie? Is it because it was too hard for people to say? Is it because there's more brand recognition with Countess Bathory? Which I don't think even think they call her Countess Bathory.
1: Maybe they wanted to stay away from racial issues?
0: In 2006, though?
1: Sure. There's no black people in this. Well, there's the one black cop, but it's New Orleans oh, yeah. and then we see one black person.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: So maybe because that was who she was killing, maybe they, I don't know, didn't want to go there?
0: That could be. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, but side note even better job skeleton key for doing a movie that's talking about those things at that at this time period when <laughs> stay alive stay alive is tiptoeing as far away as possible
1: yeah i mean who knows that's just a guess i don't know if they had yeah. just said because the no one knows exactly where elizabeth bathory is buried right it's like they buried her i think on the grounds of her castle or whatever. But then people were like, no, we don't want her. And so they moved her or something. Or they buried her in a cemetery, but they moved her at one point And now nobody knows where her body is. In real life. In real life. And yeah. so it's like you could have used that as a hook somehow to at least explain why she's in Louisiana. In a <laughs> plantation house. Maybe she did. Maybe. Maybe she saw her buddy, Dracula that could be she
0: saw you know oh well he got into real estate and went over to england so maybe why don't i also get into real estate and i'll go to Louisiana. And if he's going into the the abbey industry i'll go into the video game industry it'll be hot <laughs> in like two two centuries
1: yeah. i mean they should have said that maybe it's a deleted scene who
0: knows she's all about long-term planning
1: she really is she's a very patient woman
0: And this was 2006. So, Stacey, she could have, she maybe when she flew over from Hungary, she (laughs) had an international hub changeover uh, in in Vancouver, Canada. I mean, it's a little further over, but maybe with the Expedia rates, that's the best deal she could get because 2006 internet. And she went to Nexium and she took some executive success (laughs) strategies classes. That could be.
1: That would explain a few things.
0: Mm hmm
1: why she's such a girl boss
0: why she's such a girl boss why she has Allison Max initials branded on her
1: <laughs> yeah. they should have had that happen like when you die in the game and then all of a sudden alice Max initials <laughs> appear on your skin <laughs> like when reagan in the exorcist says help me on her stomach <laughs> except it says alice and mac it's her full name now
0: yeah it's not even initials it's just her full <laughs> Okay, I love this train of narrative. I love this journey for Elizabeth Bathory as she's portrayed <laughs> in this film. I love the saga of her life and, and her breaking through that pixel ceiling. However, Stacy, I only had access to the unrated director's cut, sadly, for this review.
1: Ah!
0: In which... So, the version that you saw, did you rent it, or is that something, I'm guessing you own it, maybe?
1: I own it digitally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You own the real release. Yes. So, that was the theatrical, I think, right? Yes. So, so Angelina Jolie's brother does not show up in that version? No. So, they find, they go to the house, her plantation, because the address says, developer's there. And it's Angelina Jolie's brother, James Haven, (laughs) um the like creepy pale guy that she made out with the oscars yeah (laughs) and um and he's like i made the game but this is different from all the other games and i guess in that version he made it but like she might have made him make it it's weird and then and then they're saying the game when you say the 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 spell at the beginning that's what makes her come and get you or something it was very strange i see but I have to say, I prefer it with her being the maker of it.
1: Well you have to it's such a stupid thing and it's such a glaring omission that you have to wonder why they didn't keep in the fact that there is a game developer.
0: Well, especially when it leads it leaves that glaring question mm-hmm. of who made it. So was was Alice Krieg in the version you watched? No. I don't know why they would have cut her out from that version, um, except because she's kind of terrible in it. But <laughs> Which is shocking because I love Alice Krieg. I mean, sure. I think she's in Ghost Story, in Silent Hill, in the Star Trek. I just love Al- Hansel and Gretel and Hansel. I love her. She's always incredible. Great villain, especially character actress. But in this, I don't know why they would have cut her out because she doesn't say anything about, like, she just tells more about the true story of Elizabeth Bathory. But they they go to this like it's it's kinda like the gas station on the skeleton key. They go to this like witch store kind of place that's run by <laughs> Alice Krieg. And she she looks very young and she has like this huge giant perm, curl perm, long hair. <laughs> and She does—she has this weird, like, I don't—I think she was trying to be kind of Creole or French-infused, but she can't pronounce her R's, and so she keeps talking about Elizabeth Bathory, and and the whole thing reads as—like, she tells the true story of Elizabeth Bathory, and none of it's true, and the whole thing reads as Bernadette Peters playing Elmer Fudd, and it's very strange, and I wish—I wish that she was in the version you saw, because it's incredible— but I don't know why they cut her out. I don't know why they cut her out because she doesn't, it doesn't ruin the game developer thing.
1: Well, maybe because October tells the story also.
0: Oh, uh, but that still happened in this version too.
1: Right. So, but why, I don't why, have, it, why have it twice?
0: I, somebody was drunk. I think they were trying to just, at, at this point, they're like, oh, this is the unrated director's cut
2: yeah which, which doesn't more Alice
0: Krieg <laughs> yeah like... the DVD looks so extreme because yeah. it's that era 2006 and this is a PG-13 film so they had to try to extremify it by <laughs> absolutely by adding in Alice Krieg <laughs> as <laughs> telling Budd. a story yeah being like and she killed the Voyageons like it's <laughs> so weird <laughs> Maybe almost worth it for this terrifying appearance, to terrifying visage of Angelina Jolie's brother. Yeah, yeah. And and Ellis Krieg trying something different. But, but man, if you do watch it, watch the PG-13 theatrical.
1: <laughs> yeah, watch the theatrical for sure. Unless you're an aficionado. <laughs> and you want to see that, that extra stuff.
0: I do subscribe to Stay Alive Aficionado magazine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's only one issue. They keep sending it.
0: Yeah, they just keep reprinting and resending. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, listen, we have talked about the historical inaccuracies around Elizabeth Bathory, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's one <laughs> glaring issue with this movie that I feel I have to address. Oh, please. And we have not talked about it.
0: Please, the floor is yours.
1: <sighs> so at one point, okay... One character with a name who knows what his name is Crate. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> is talking to another character, and they're talking about Silent Hill Four. <gasps> the Ring. Yes, okay. And one of them says, "I need to know how to kill the final boss." And the other character is like, "Well, she blah blah blah." First of all, it is not a she. Second of all, he was like, "Use the hyper blaster." And I say, in Silent Hill 4? I haven't even played Silent Hill 4, and I had the exact same question. There's no Hyper Blaster in Silent Hill 4. Everybody knows (laughs) the Hyper Blaster is in Silent Hill 1. If you get the UFO ending, then in your next playthrough, you have the Hyper Blaster. Okay. Everybody What's a hyper that.
0: blaster? It sounds so. It sounds like a shooter game thing.
1: It's a fancy gun that like has unlimited ammo. Okay. It's a space gun with unlimited ammo. It does not appear in Silent Hill 4. Okay, and I'm like, this fucking movie. is really pushing my patience. You know what I mean? Well, they're trying
0: because they're trying to falsify their gamer cred.
1: Which is interesting because there is a video game consultant on this movie. Oh. And that consultant is credited as, of course, Cliffy B., who any real diaped up gamer knows is Cliff Blazinski, who's a game dev who uh, created the Gears of War franchise. What? So I don't know why they put the hyper blaster in there, but I was like filling up my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> with anger and you say you're single stay single. <laughs> I say you know it's hard to believe it's
0: hard to believe <laughs> but I love this hyper blaster dialogue comes on and you're just sitting there going Ugh!
1: to change my diaper.
0: But <laughs> you're fused to your gamer chair. <laughs> that the the audio from the movie is coming out of the speakers that are built into the heads, and headrest.
1: Yeah, they're right next to my ears.
0: <laughs> if you try to get out of the chair, it just rocks back and forth cuz it doesn't have legs. It's the rocking one. Yes, it's the rocking
1: the- ones. And I've got to be like, Anthony, did you notice how this movie was tinted yellow? Stacy, did you leave your tinted yellow gamer glasses on again? <laughs> oh, right. Of course I did.
0: <laughs> i that or There's just enough urine in your bloodstream that's tainted your vision. <laughs>
1: yeah. I got a Mountain Dew Baja Blast in one hand.
0: You have Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Code Red.
1: Yes. Yeah. Those are in my foam dome. <laughs> I've got a Bulls energy drink. Man. I am so cool.
0: You're really the coolest. (laughs) Yeah. So fucking cool. (sighs) That said, like, in terms of getting things right, uh, I will give the movie this. This game is fucking sick.
1: I would play the fuck out of this game. Are you kidding me?
0: It looks so cool. I was very curious, and I could have looked into it, but I was like... It actually looks like a video game, mm-hmm. but it's video game cutscenes. I've never seen a video game cutscene look so like, I mean, at this point in time, I'd never seen it look so cinematic, how it was shot. I was like, did they film the scenes and then rotoscope it, but with video game graphics? Or like, how did this?
1: Right. It's well, very... that's probably where Cliff Wazinski came in to play. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's probably with all the game, actual game footage that they use.
0: So it's very cool to watch the game, and, and I mean, honestly, they should have just not wasted... Well, they no, they should have made this movie, but they also should have made an actual game because it's so cool looking.
1: I'm surprised they didn't.
0: It would have been a great time for it.
1: PlayStation 2 era, quite frankly, is a golden era for horror video games
0: it really is that's all the ones all of the ones that i cannot go anywhere near because they're far too scary
1: so especially at the time i was like give me this game
0: yeah a game where i throw roses at a ghost.
1: <laughs> everybody knows anthony that a ghost can't cross over the stem of a wild rose yeah does
0: it? october says that at some point
1: yeah
0: this is common knowledge <laughs> You know, I love this, uh, this, the the reality versus fiction, too, of this, like, why did they just change reality just enough? Maybe they thought, like, this was their way of nodding at, like, you know, there is no, this is hyper real, there is no reality, man. But, um, I think at some point, also October, in, in talking about Elizabeth Bathory, she cites that she gained this information from the Malleus, Malleus Demonium. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which everyone knows it's the Malleus Maleficarum. Maleficarum. <laughs> yeah. Which she even says it's the Malleus Demonium. It translates to the witch's hammer. Yeah. This
1: the is Malleus... what they use for hunting witches.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is what they use for hunting witches. The Malleus Maleficarum, which is a real book, which I got to see one of the oldest surviving copies thanks to a Gaylord's listener at the Portland, um, Portland, uh, um, uh, Portland State University <laughs> librarian thank you very much let me see this this book in this collection the malleus malleus how do you say <laughs> the malleus maleficarum translates to hammer of the witches or the witch's hammer not malleus demonium <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's like hammer of the demon
1: with their special chapter on elizabeth bathory and her history <laughs> and <laughs> was she also her? a witch <laughs> one nail, th- one nail through the forehead. One nail through the heart. One nail through a hand. Poof! She's toast.
0: <laughs> until she's not. Until she just gets up and the nails fall out.
1: That's right. <laughs> so I just love them,
0: just being like Maleficarum, mm, Sounds gay. Got to change it. "Demonium." <laughs> it's demonium.
1: I wish that Frankie Muniz. Muniz. <laughs> Frankie Visor I wish Frankie Visor Was in the room When they put the nails in her And then when she sat up and the nails fell out Cause he could have said like Oh no she leveled up <laughs> Right oh,
0: You would have you, you given your chair A little rock at that Oh line. man
1: My diaper would have been overflowing <laughs> I have to stop Ladies, I don't wear diapers. No offense to anyone who does. Out of a medical necessity. No offense to any gamers who choose this... Well... No, fuck it. That's weird and gross. But the point is, I don't... I don't wear diapers.
0: Right now. Not
1: right now. Who knows what the future holds.
0: I love all of the the prospective suitors listening right now. They're just... (laughs) Yeah, there's so you're, many! You're successfully convincing not to hear the things that you've just said this whole episode.
1: For an entire hour, I talked them. Jeez Louise. Remember when I said that this show should only be 20 minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> there was a reason why I said that. That's true. How much damage can I do to myself in 20 minutes only? That's true. Oh, well.
0: I believe it is also worth noting um, that this film is from the director of The Boy.
1: Absolutely.
0: Who also went on, strangely enough, because The Boy is a, gr- a great movie. Love The Boy. This director also went on to make and retcon his own film into a much worse film with The Boy. No, Brahms, The Boy 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, as if I'm not fully invested in the entire career of this filmmaker, we have Orphan First Kill headed our way soon from the same director.
1: God. Man, if Esther is a video game developer... Oh! And a wall person. Oh! Because obviously he's just (laughs) going to combine all of his movies. And it's found footage. He also did The Devil Inside. He did... Yes! Which, you know what? I know that ending is terrible. But otherwise... I'm sorry. I kind of like that movie. There. I said it. I said it.
0: Didn't it just fucking end?
1: It just fucking ended, yeah.
0: It just, doesn't it, it just like, it literally goes to black and then it says like, for more information, go to this website. Doesn't it do that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Which, in a way, like, I get why they did that with the ending. I also get why people hate it. It doesn't bother me that much. And the rest of it, I thought the possession stuff was really creepy. Okay.
0: Yeah, there was some stuff, too. I think, if anything, I remembered not liking it because of the ending. But I liked it. I feel like I liked it until that. That's the one with the scary woman. She's like, can you connect the cuts? (laughs) She has a deep evil tattoo on her lips.
1: That's my horror hot take. Mike Flanagan, wildly successful, critically lauded, no thanks. Excuse me, I like the devil inside and stay alive, okay? (laughs) And the boy. And the boy.
0: The one that's actually good. Yeah. So listen, Orphan First Kill, which oh. might be, I mean, besides Halloween, oh. Halloween Bangs Again, might be the most anticipated film now in Gaylord's trajectory.
1: It really is.
0: If that movie doesn't open on a shot of Julia Stiles turning on the camcorder and smiling in the mirror, <laughs> yeah. and then she goes, honey, what's this package? And she opens it and it's a doll of... Esther
1: <laughs> holding a copy of Game Informer magazine. Uh-huh. I cannot fucking wait for that movie. I cannot
0: wait. I just am dying. I just I, I, I need an i need a glance. I need an image. I need to see how they're gonna make Isabel Furman not 30. Uh. <laughs> like, I'm just dying with <laughs> anticipation. <laughs>
1: Anthony, they can do incredible things with computers nowadays.
0: (laughs) 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 But Isabel Furman attests in Orphan Colon First Kill, she is going to, they're achieving that solely through the use of makeup and um, camera angles, like in The Hobbit, how they're like, oh, look, Elijah Wood's shorter.
1: Oh, my diaper. (laughs)
0: It burst. <laughs> <laughs> the sack burst. In. Yeah,
1: and it was, it was a slow bursting. It was like an egg, an alien. Like it just opened up. slowly,
0: it opened up Maybe to reveal the... all the treasures within. The petals unwrapped themselves <laughs> yeah. in a very O'Keeffean fashion.
1: Oh, God. What is my life? Ignore <laughs> everything I've said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: I love how, in our last episode, you made such a point about how concerned you are about your image <laughs> at all times, <laughs> yeah. just in case you're ever raptured or randomly die. Mm-hmm. Except when you are also in your gamer chair with (laughs) the foam dome.
1: Well, because (laughs) here's the thing. There's a sizable amount of people out there who, when they hear me talking, they're picturing briefcase woman. If they're not picturing briefcase woman, they're picturing the Rondo's woman. And so it's like, even though I'm saying these things, it's almost not me. Whereas if I'm out on the street, I have no choice but to be myself.
0: this is true this is you're you're absolutely right because what this is all this could all be judith butler would say this is all performative right perhaps this version of stacy is a haunted box of videotape recordings composed of a hefty bag full of baby arms in a hover (laughs) round fused to a gamer chair with a foam dome and mountain dew code red
2: and, and a diaper! And a diaper! And a diaper.
0: diaper. Thank, Thank you. you! And occasionally she opens a window and looks out.
1: I just opened the blinds. I don't open the whole window. Are you nuts?
0: Too much effort. You just have to jostle the, the <laughs> yeah, window open with two fingers. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. Oh. You, have to, you
0: have to enter in your game codes with the other fingers. <laughs> Do you love that Elizabeth Bathory put a fucking video game code? Like... Up, up, down, down in her game. <laughs> She's incredible. <laughs> She's incredible.
1: <laughs> Why is this the hidden history of Elizabeth Bathory? I,
0: you can keep. You can keep it after Stay Alive. Keep all other accounts of Elizabeth Bathory. I don't need the real one. No. I don't need... Daughters of Darkness, great movie. Incredible performance by Delphine Seyrig. But you can keep it. Because I have have this Elizabeth Bathory.
1: That's right. I want to see Elizabeth Bathory with her booth at E3. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Elizabeth Bathory appears on on, uh, G4 TV.
1: (laughs) That's right. She throws hot dogs at Olivia Munn. (laughs) Yeah.
0: is the canon history it's right of a queen
1: here i thought we'd have nothing to talk about for this episode
0: and yet we've had more than we talk about for most movies <laughs> thanks, to the, yeah. thanks to the sheer amount of this film not making any sense but being a joy
1: it's an absolute joy
0: wow well stacy mm-hmm. are you ready to uh Turn off the game and and grab your roses to throw at the head's day on the chopping block.
1: (laughs) Sure. Okay. So here we are at the chopping block.
0: Behold.
1: Roses in hand.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Just
1: for fun. It's a question and answer game
0: where
1: somebody asks questions, (laughs) the other person answers the questions, you choose from three categories. Oh, this is the chopping block. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Somebody threw a rose at me or something, (laughs) because...
0: I'm trying to cover the diaper smell. wow yeah how does the game happen
1: you go ahead <laughs> okay
0: so in the chopping block everyone you choose from three categories we are presented with three categories we choose one and then within each category well within the category you choose you get five questions okay you have 10 seconds to answer each question unless you call out, I want the wig. In which case, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. <laughs> God damn it. So then you say you want the wig. You get a wig. It confuses the heads. They, you get an extra 10 seconds. If you get all five questions right, congratulations, you're a winner, baby. You're going on to great things. Uh, if you don't get any if you don't get one right at all you're dead that's it game over it's a chopping block
1: perfect okay well i think that i answered first last time you did so then i'm going to ask you first this time oh okay uh if you listened last week then you know that i had three old categories because my brain was being an asshole and wouldn't think of any new categories and so this week i was like listen i want new categories all right so we're gonna think of some (laughs) my brain was like okay stacy yeah i I don't want any trouble
0: (laughs) pressed up against that brick wall in the alley (laughs)
1: And so uh, it capitulated, and I have three new categories for you.
0: Oh, oh! How exciting!
1: That's right. So hold on to your—I don't know—whatever is in easy reach. Oh. Your first category is evil dies at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so triggered.
1: In this category. I am going to give you 50 seconds, 60 if you ask for the wig, and in that time you have to name five movies that have the word evil in the title. Mm. However, Mm -mm. sequels are not allowed. Mm. Remakes are allowed if there's a remake. That's fine. Or a reboot. But no sequels. Also, Lil' Anthony.
0: (laughs) That's my rap name.
1: If you can name 10 movies with evil in the title in that 50 or 60 seconds, you will win yourself a bonus wig. <gasps> Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 2021 film Halloween No. Oh! Okay, that's category 1. Category 2 is <laughs> I only watch prestige horror. <laughs> In this category, I will give you a quote from a horror movie that is available in the Criterion Collection. You tell me the name of the movie. Oh!
2: Oh!
1: Oh! And category three, this is a new category, a new that will, never mind. It's called, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's called Name Three, the Carpenter Edition. Each question I will ask you for the title of three films with certain. Uh. Mm. <laughs> Whoa, wow!
2: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, they're not questions. Well, yeah, they are. What the fuck? <laughs> Time out. Time out. The thing is, the diaper fumes. Are affecting me. Uh, each question, <clears throat> I will ask you for the names of three films that John Carpenter made with a certain actor. Does that make sense?
0: I named the three movies with that person in them.
1: Yes. So, like, question one, let's say I would say, give me three films that John Carpenter made with Will Smith, if he had made any. <clears throat>
0: Imagine that world.
1: And then you would name the three. And then the next one I would say, okay, now name three films. So it's a tough one. Okay. But also not because you know these. Okay. So category one, evil dies at some point. Category two, I only watch prestige horror. And category three, name three, the Carpenter Edition.
0: These are all so good I want to do all three. Oh my god! I truly can't. This is this is the real chopping block. I need a I need a 10 second count just to figure out which one I want to do. Shit.
1: I think you'll get all three of them.
0: I'm really allured by the 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 dangling wig <laughs> on a string. <laughs> that wig that has severe bedhead because it spent the entire fucking production. Schedule sitting on a hospital bed. Oh, but then the Carpenter one. Wait, what was the second one? The quote I
1: only watch. I give you a quote of a movie that is in the Criterion. Oh
0: shit. Um. mm, Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Oh, the evil. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm cutting it down. I'm gonna go between the evil or the or the John Carpenter. Oh, I'm sorry. This is so hard. These are really good. Um, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I've never taken this long.
0: Um, Carpenter. Carpenter.
1: Carpenter. Right. Okay, I thought you'd go for the wig. I want the wig. No, do I want the wig? Should I go for the wig? Too late. Oh shit, really? You you gave me an answer. The rules even apply to this? Well. 1977. 78. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to go for the other one, that's fine.
0: No, I'll do. I'll commit. I'll commit to Carpenter. Just bring back the evil at some point. Because I need oh, that I wig. Will for sure. I need that wig.
1: So you have a wig. Okay. I will ask for three movies that John Carpenter made with a certain actor or actress. Okay. You'll get these. You'll get Wait, these. shit! I chose a category. I have to name three movies in ten seconds? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, fuck. But okay. these are...
1: You'll get these. These are... Yes, this is John Carpenter, man. Okay. All right, here we go. Number one, name three films that John Carpenter made with Kurt Russell.
0: Uh, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, and um, Escape from New York.
1: Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh, oh. Number two, name three films that John Carpenter made with Nancy Loomis, a.k.a. Nancy Keys.
0: Um, Halloween, The Fog, and... Oh Jesus Christ! I want the wait because it's not—it's not Halloween three, and it's not—it's not—it's um, not. Oh fuck! Wait, what the fuck? And am... wait, how... wait—that how... was not Halloween two. I'm it's... sorry. It's... My no! No!
1: <laughs> What's the third movie? Well, you have Halloween, Halloween two. She does appear on the gurney as they wheel Annie's body out of the house.
0: He didn't make that. That's Rick Rosenthal.
1: Well, okay. Assault on Precinct 13. Shit, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Damn it. I said Halloween 2 and 3. I guess it wasn't necessarily directed for these, but yeah, the rest of them are all directed. So Assault on Precinct 13. Damn, 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 damn.
0: I didn't even realize she was in Assault on Precinct Well, I think Assault on Precinct 13. I think Kim Richards.
1: Yeah, that's the one that everybody forgets. But I will say a lot of Carpenter standbys are in Assault on Precinct 13.
0: God, I gotta rewatch it. That's a great movie. It is. Oh, damn. I'm so upset. (laughs) Yeah. I pooped the bed.
1: I mean, it was a little trick. I mean, you know, there's a few Carpenter movies that people forget about.
0: God, I didn't even think of Salt 3rd Precinct 13. Mm.
1: You're telling me I could have said Halloween 2? I would have accepted 2 or 3, sure. Shit
0: the bed.
1: Because, I mean, he wrote Halloween 2. So
0: and produced it.
1: And produced it.
0: Oh, I'm so mad at myself. Halloween
1: 3 might have been a stretch, but I still would have accepted it because she's in it.
0: <sighs> I'm so mad at myself. Well, I, I'm dead.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I'll die, too. You did all that work, though, and I died on question two. That's okay. That's okay. That was a tricky one. That was tough. She well, was the toughest.
0: I'm glad she was second. Well, let's turn,
1: <laughs> let's turn that wig upside down. That frown. <laughs> I got three categories for you, Stacy. Uh, these are all three old
0: categories. All right. I had a busy Halloween week, and I said sure. I don't have any brain space. So we are do- we are going to the discount bin. Mm, mm-hmm. We are gonna ru- rummage through the discount bin and find some five dollar deals. That's a dollar a question, really. Yeah. So, your returning categories are. <clears throat> the real housewives of beverly horror (laughs) which is trivia at the intersection of horror movies and real housewives of beverly hills uh your second category returning category is the jason special part two
2: the stacy
0: experience these these are trivia questions curated by jason i think you'll get these these are all concerned with either films or characters essentially named stacy
1: I don't know any Stacys. I think you do. I don't, but I think right.
0: you do. Like, it's just like, it's like, oh, this person is named that, but then we describe the movie and then you have to guess the movie. So you you would get it even if you don't know the Stacys per, per se. I think. I think. I think. And those come to us uh, by way of Jason. And then our third returning category is <laughs> dial L for murder. Which is trivia at the intersection. I had to get it in there. I was like, ooh, let's just narrow the stakes, baby. (laughs) This is trivia at the intersection of horror movies and L-word actresses. You don't need to have seen the L-word to get these. Uh, So your categories are, my gift to you today is The Real Housewives of Beverly Horror, The Jason Special Part 2, The Stacey Experience, or Dial L for murder
1: let's go with the lesbians in honor of mike flanagan
0: (laughs) in honor of lesbian (laughs) icon (laughs) mike flanagan
1: our greatest champion
0: our greatest champion heterosexual mike flanagan and his wife yeah Dial L for murder.
1: All right. I don't feel confident, but I know. Yes, yes. I okay. think you're going to get these, man. I think mm. you're going to get them. And it might inspire you to pick up the L word. I told you, only if there's a purpose.
0: Like us doing a podcast about Like it. us
1: doing a podcast about the L word. Because otherwise, I can't just watch it. I did run that idea by somebody, and they were really into it because it's like... Because we do have the contrasting views of, like, oh, there's the lesbian who's never seen it. (laughs) And the fag who's, like, obsessed with it.
0: Begrudgingly.
1: Begrudgingly obsessed with it and, like, loved it, even ironically and unironically. So it's a perfect pairing, but, I mean, who has the time? Would anybody even listen? If you're
0: clamoring
1: yeah clamoring clamoring <laughs>
0: you're clamoring let us know yeah but really time is the only thing keeping us from doing it besides yeah you know the death yeah because we could
1: just we could just speak into the air and that's fine that's what i figured would be happening with this show so why not do it for the other show too it's really time but if there is an interest enough of an interest so that it is worth the time
0: Listen, it's topical. Generation Q got a season two, and it's airing now, and Rosie O'Donnell's on it, so...
1: Oh, you know what? That is very topical.
0: Mm-hmm. She's got this gray, butch, like, pompadour thing going on.
1: <laughs>
0: it's it's a choice.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy.
0: All right, Stacey, are you ready for Dial L for Murder?
1: I'm ready.
0: Let me ready my egg timer.
1: I'm gonna channel my inner lesbian. <laughs>
0: It could be a challenge. Let's let's it could try. Be very difficult. Just picture Mike Flanagan's wife. Just picture. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I'm sorry. She has a name, Kate Siegel. Just picture Kate Siegel.
1: If we're gonna get on Rob Zombie's ass about casting his wife, are we also getting on Mike
0: Flanagan's? Like... I only say it like that because he is casting her a- as the lesbian object he wants to get with. But uh, you're no, absolutely no, no, I'm... right.
1: I'm not. The, I'm not saying it against you. I'm saying it against everybody who Rob Zombie seems to be the only person who is taken to task for repeatedly casting his wife. Yes, and I don't get it. It's because they think she's a terrible actress. That's what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. They think he's
1: only casting her because she's hot. And even if that were the case, so what? It's his wife. He loves his wife, and she is
0: hot. Okay? She is fucking hot. She and he, (laughs) they have been collaborating for the last 30 fucking years. I like their relationship. I'm going to tell you this right now. I made the decision over this last month when I was, you know, reacquainting myself with every film in the Halloween franchise. (laughs) I made this decision and I said, you know what? Rob and Sherry are hands down my favorite heterosexual couple.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, that's true they knocked mauricio and kyle down to two wow i love kyle and mauricio but rob and sherry i have been with for life yeah they are i love them i love that they like care for horses and they're vegans and they have like two cats that they have instagram
1: accounts for (laughs) i support you and them
0: I love Rob and Sherry. I just think they're genuinely lovely people together and I love them and I'm so happy for them. So yes, thank you. Don't complain about him casting his wife. She is his key collaborator the last thirty years. I love that you pointed out. Also, we don't apply that same narrative to to um the Cohen and mm-hmm. Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. Cassavetes and, and Jenna Rollins.
1: Mm-hmm. There's plenty. So <laughs> Back off, okay?
0: Yeah, check your misogyny, people. That's right. And from now on, I will refer to her as Kate Siegel. Lesbian fetishist to Mike Flanagan. <laughs> Dial L for murder. Question oh, yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. all set? Sure. Question one. In the late 2000s, Rachel Shelley portrayed both Helena Peabody, the gay daughter of gay Peggy Peabody, on The L Word as well as playing the unfortunate matriarch of a family destined for doom when the kids start acting up in what New Year's horror film?
1: The children. Ding, 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 ding.
0: Well done.
1: I like that I have 10 seconds to answer, but it takes 60 to ask the question.
0: 15,000, because in this one especially, <laughs> because I have to explain the actress, who they are in the L word, and then the horror movie that is the question. So thank you for your observation of the thing that you enjoy that I'm doing. I am grateful for that.
1: <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to ask questions. I can't even describe my categories, so.
0: Listen, in the Real Housewives category, I have a question that is really a, a treatise. It's, it's a paragraph <laughs> to get to a very simple question. Um, question two. While not a lesbian, Pam Greer's Kit Porter battled alcoholism on the L word before she battled the possessing spirits of extraterrestrial warriors in what 2001 John Carpenter <laughs> film?
1: Ah, ghosts of mars
0: ding 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 giant um questionably offensive piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) question three aaron daniels as tennis star dana fairbanks was unfairly killed off in season three of the l word and potentially again after the credits roll in this 2003 rob zombie film despite her character's status as the final girl what's the film
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses.
0: Ding 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 ding. Ooh. Oh, Stacey, you answered that on six point sixty six seconds. Good job. Oh,
1: perfect.
0: Dana Fairbanks, Satanic tennis star icon. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Look at you. You haven't even mm. seen the L word, in your and you're breezing through this. Question four. Mia Kirshner's reformed carny, Ginny Schechter, was murdered in the final season of The L Word. Just like the famous 40s-era murder victim she portrayed in what 2006 noir thriller?
1: Black Dahlia? Ding, 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 ding!
0: (laughs) That was her her face with that bloody (sighs) lipstick scar and that poster.
1: I always think that she's in, uh... Dagon. No. But she's not. She, But I always think that that, like, lady is her. The princess lady.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what she is in. 30 Days of Night 2, Dark Days, straight to DVD.
1: Oh. Is that mm-hmm. the whole title? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Available now on DVD and VHS.
0: <laughs> All right, Stacey, we have come so far. Okay. You, are, you are blowing through the... You went from Shane's Salon to... To um, B's Art Gallery. <laughs> Wait, is her name B? Wait. Don't ask me. You have gone all the way through, and you are just blowing through West Hollywood here where all the successful lesbians... <laughs> Again? <were>. <laughs> 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 the chair has wheels. <laughs> <It's> motorized. <laughs> Question five. Okay. Okay. Leisha Haley was set to have her own spinoff from The L Word, in which her character Alice went to jail for Jenny's murder. Instead, she starred in this 2011 After Dark original
1: Yes, God damn it! what the fuck is it called? Opposite,
0: oh, opposite queer as folks Gail Harold. Who also Fuck. played a gay guy in that show, in which she played a pregnant woman subjected to terror yeah, in her yeah. husband's ancestral home.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: God What's damn the it! Film?
1: Uh, give me the wig, even though I don't know this! I've seen it! I've seen it, and I don't know. Uh. 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 The, something. Uh the Get it No I've seen it It's not good <laughs> The Right No
0: <laughs> Judges will we accept the <laughs> <laughs> They're saying no.
1: Oh lousy judges
0: <laughs> They they're they're they were...
1: Homophobic is what they are. They are homophobic,
0: yes. If you had made out with a man, they would have given it to you.
1: There's an A. I'd like to buy an A.
0: <laughs> there is no A.
1: Damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the? I don't know. I, there isn't even a the. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Hardest question in here. I've seen that movie, but I knew you had seen it because I knew you know what else was there to do in 2011 except watch (laughs) After Dark originals. It's true, (laughs) most of them were terrible. Uh, this was Fertile Ground.
1: Oh, Fertile Ground
0: starring Leisha Haley and Gail Harold of Elbert and Queer as Folk fame.
1: I wouldn't have uh, ever gotten that.
0: Yeah, Fertile Ground if I
1: had 110 seconds
0: that's why oh i said God. she was pregnant because pregnant fertile, fertile.
1: Right? yeah yeah that makes sense
0: i mean also she played a pregnant woman but yeah well done well... Man. you got four out of five on a category that you had zero awareness of the thing that it's about yeah
1: i guess but listen okay i'm a gamer i just care about the results right? <laughs>
0: your stats I just your scores
1: my... i care about my kd ratio you know what i mean like so who cares i'm dead i'm dead i'm just as dead as you i'm dead too that's exactly it i would be dead if i would be as dead as you if you had died on the first question yep we're all dead in the end
0: yeah in the end it's it's all dust in the wind
1: (sighs) well i don't know who cares (laughs) not us that's
0: (laughs) vastly apparent
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well that was fun that was well done i like to chop and block love stay alive
0: i love stay alive what the fuck
1: um i don't know right
0: yeah same (laughs) happy november everybody
1: oh is it november oh my gosh wow
0: yeah it's disgusting
1: uh well we're around we are in places on the computer <laughs> <laughs> gayloidsofdarkness.com links to our uh social medias etc one more do you need to know
0: yeah we are not unfortunately sadly we are not around next week um,
1: oh, right. Yes. We're just
0: taking one brief, another brief week hiatus. It'll only be a week just because I have to go travel for a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then we're going to be right back at it. Back to our regular schedule. Yeah. With um, hopefully some more exciting video game based films produced by McGee.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's our wheelhouse. So. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. You got the diaper discount for it. so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ugh, I don't. Well. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative.
0: I know, right? Uh, is it over?
1: It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh, my my god. God. Oh, oh my god! Oh my
0: god! Soon <laughs> in next For more Key Lords
1: of
2: Darkness! Best lady